You would look good in one of Big T's tees. Hello and welcome to Sports Best Friends NRL Season, a podcast as excited about football as West Tigers fans are about it finishing. It will be unbelievable and I think it, it probably will be a dream that we're chasing and um, I just hope we go good. I'm Big T, views, <laughs> views of my own and I'm recording these views on the Corey Thompson Zoom hotline with your friend and mine, Crabs. How are you feeling, Crabs? G'day, sir. <laughs> so formal. That that's really you doing things. Really doing wonders for your uh, your vibe. It's all the chia seeds and and spinach. Woo, really giving it giving it a red hot go. I'm well, thank you. How are you? Can you tell me what's in the smoothie? Mm-hmm. Chia seeds, mm. spinach. Chia seeds, spinach, banana, and blueberry. Okay. Wow. Milk. It's not bad. Any anything? No, else? just water. Just yeah, water. Wow. Yeah, You're no, right. but it does, you don't need it because it's like the kind of the banana is like quite, I don't know, just combining, combines it well together. Mm. You're a great <laughs> chef. All those times that you tell yeah, us thanks. you've been cooking instead of watching football, I, I'm worried about poor Scoochie now that you must have been. This pasta would <laughs> be great. The banana combines last, it. Last night, I, I cooked as mingerang noodles and put some frozen broccoli in them. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's an old that was life. sad that was sad yeah does Gucci anyway. ever cook though yeah he does he's probably got like a repertoire of like five things yeah okay and he will he'll cook anything but it there's no point in him cooking because like every four seconds it's like which way should I slice these does that go in there where would I find this what's this for mm. so Unless they're his five things in his repertoire, most of the time I'm just like, nah, it's cool, I'll do it. Okay. And did I you actually do it? like doing it. And you're a hero when you cook as well. Like <laughs> everyone's like, oh my God, this is delicious. I love this. Whereas like no one's giving you big ups for washing up. So yeah, yeah, yeah. What I'd about, rather be um, the hero. What about Father's Day? Did you do something for him now that he's an unofficial? Oh, okay. What, what happened? Well, nothing really. We had a birthing class. Oh, yeah. Um, which was very fun. I let him arrive 20 minutes late um, so that he could go play golf in the morning before it started. Wow. Um, and I also bought him a, oh, um, a hat. hat that it's says Rad, Rad Dad. Dad. Mm. Yeah. So anyway. He seems so happy uh, about that. That's great. He was really chuffed. Happy Father's Day to you. What did, Thanks, you, what did your littlest, littlest um, make you at daycare? Littlest, yeah, I got a um, I got a card with um, with a tie on it, which is of course not at all me. I haven't worn a tie since weddings, <laughs> but that's okay. And you know, it's a it's a cute thing. And then he's he's done some piece of crap inside it. That's not the kind of thing I'll it's keep. Beautiful. No, 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 no. They had a cup last year where they painted the cup and and whatnot, and that was really sweet. And then they wrote dad on it, and I've kept that that's and haven't nice. used it because I'm worried that if I wash it, it'll all come off. So that's the kind of crap I'd keep. Whereas this, I'm surprised, was next to the computer. It must be right. It must be near the bin. So. Yeah. Um, most beautiful tiger organized a plate where he painted his hands 
that like you paint his hands and he puts it on the plate and then they like emboss his name and the date on it. So that was cute. Oh, that's cute. That's yeah. really cute. Are you not going to use that either as well in case no, his hands wash it. off? Yeah, no, and no, no. That has been in, in, in blazed? No. Embossed? No. What's that thing where you put it in a kiln and then it goes fiery, sticky? Glazed. 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 That's been glazed. And, um, mm. and so it should, it should work as a real plate. It mm. wasn't a crazy uh, dodgy daycare one it was you know most beautiful tigers it was well, well organized thought out yeah. yeah and so i use that for a brunch she organized a brunch her incredible business did a thousand brunches um and so i got one of them and then she also mm. organized um porteño through you know how sydney mm. sydney and lockdowns actually kind of and it's terrible but it's also amazing that all of these incredible things now happen so so providor brought over some Portenia stuff. And so that was part of the- So gift. good. You didn't realize that I was gonna, how much I was gonna enjoy cooking because I haven't really cooked. I also have about five to eight things in my repertoire that, that mm. I chuck out all the time. Mm. And and cause she's the uh, major breadwinner of the house, I've really turned into the 1950s. If this was the 1950s, I would be the wife and she would be the husband. And so <laughs> my cook, I'm cooking all the time at the moment. And so it was a real fun mm. thing the Bortenia thing because I used to work in commercial kitchens and then so just having all of this prep and putting into the things and thinking about how it's going to play it up and using a oh. recipe card that I haven't used because often I'm just making stuff up as I go it was great it was a that was a great experience and then put it on the table it looked like I'd cooked these incredible um octopus things it was really I had just Oof. they were they were already cooked in a bag and I just boiled the bag and they, yeah you just and like so, a sous vide almost yeah. like a yeah, yeah. yeah. It's exactly that. And so there was that. And then I put the sauce on top. The most beautiful tiger was like, this is amazing. I was like, yeah, well, this is the best octopus I've ever cooked. Obviously, you know, so chuffed with myself. <laughs> I did an entree main and dessert, you know, and it was pretty, pretty good, i got to say. But obviously, uh, <laughs> Portania is carrying you the whole way. So that was great. That was a great experience in itself. And I looked like a hero. She kept thanking me. Absolutely. Well, you were cooking on Father's Day, which is yeah. against protocol. So I love that. Yeah. Yeah, but the experience was um, the experience was mm. what I liked. Anyway, so I had a great Father's Day, obviously, and she also took Littlest out um, for a bike ride at four, so that I could watch the game, hoping that she'd come home to find me so excited and and mildly drunk. But you know, I <laughs> messaged her at halftime, going, "Hey, if, if it's a stitch up, you can come home. I don't need to concentrate on this game anymore." Which we should get to. Um, Indeed. Let's, let's do that now. And in fact, just to upset everybody, the only game oh. we are doing. Uh, and so to upset anyone who's listening, we are only doing the Tigers game because it's the last time we get to do one this year. So stooge everybody else. And there were some incredible games as well. So it's a real embarrassment that this podcast would ignore all of those other great games. But <laughs> what do we care? Create your own podcast. Sunday. If anybody watched a series of rugby league games, they'd never go back to watching Union or AFL or soccer. Your Mighty West Tigers <clears throat> first. Earn space now. Crabs, I'm just going to read off. I, I got a bunch of tweets. They're in no particular order because I didn't want to keep re -reli reliving it. But if at any stage you want me to stop so that you can talk to that tweet, can you maybe just mm -hmm. put a little mm -hmm. finger up? Mm -hmm. If not, mm -hmm. then I'll just slowly uh, okay. go my way through them. Yep. At Lady Sue League, I'm actually really excited for this final game. Anyone else? Yeah, I was relatively excited, Lady Sue League, before the game started. <laughs> at Hollis underscore K underscore. This is going to be a long 80 minutes. And I don't know if you got that same impression. Did you watch the game? I should have asked. Uh, I did. Yeah. Um, the first part was on mute while 
Zooming it to the birthing class. Oh, wow. That's so commitment. a very different experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, usually I try and watch music, but, you know, you watching a birthing <laughs> class, this is, <laughs> just to get rid of the commentary, I get it. Uh, and uh, the beginning of the game did feel like it was going to be a long eight minutes. In fact, at M underscore Larks tweeted, oh, my God, I'm out. And a lot of Tigers fans, I think it may be 16 or 18 mil or whatever, after 20 or 30 minutes, felt like that. Felt like that. At Voodoo Rock tweeted, I need a bonus Tiger Town after this. Now that's a great that's a great lead in for me to ask <laughs> you. Did you end up ever watching any episodes? The Evans Rose, obviously no, because of the way that you're laughing at yourself. Let's keep moving. I'm I've been super busy. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that, now that we know that Scoochie's even doing some of the cooking as well, with your your frozen two minute noodles, you could have at least made some effort to watch the Tiger Town. Anyway, at Andrew Macker twenty seven. Uh, now that we are about to play our last game. It was really hard. And he's talking about the season. Sometimes you forget struggling clubs have thousands of fans that use NRL as an escape. And then when it disappoints you each week, it's pretty hard to take. Thanks to the guys that gave it their all. It means a lot. Now, Andrew Macker 27 is talking about Canterbury. But of course, that now can be doubled into the Tigers or the Cowboys or the Broncos or any of those teams. It was, it's a really great comment. At Carl's Carla. We should have forfeited a month ago and saved ourselves 10 injuries because I don't know if you saw no. that during your, your birthing classes, but we had, we already had Mbai, uh, Dwayne and, uh, and Dane Laurie out. And then during, Dang, this yeah. game, during this game, we lost like another two. We lost Tommy Talao and mm. yes, I can't remember now, we lost, but we lost another two or three players. Mm. Terrible. Uh, at Benchara Rob. Bash this team all you want, but be realistic. Who's going to create? No Laurie, Dwayne, or Mbai there. Always thought we would struggle to score today. And that's a great shout, but also we should have let Canterbury score almost 40 points. I know. I know. That's what, as we were watching it, Scoochie was like, why do the Tigers suck so badly today? (laughs) Um, And I was like, obviously, again, paying most attention to the uh, said birthing class. Um, but I was like, I haven't seen any of like the key players out there. And then, mm. so we looked up the team list and I was like, oh, that's because they're missing yeah. a lot of their like, you know, key players. Yeah. Um, well, you've got which again, I know there. isn't, isn't an excuse, but. Yeah. Um, when you've got someone playing in one of the key positions, like fullback and he's wearing the number 20, then, you know, no, there's I, been issues. <laughs> We saw, yeah, we saw they were like, there's a 23, there's a 22. We're like, <laughs> yeah. oh, shoot, that's not good. That's yeah. not good at all. Yeah, Speaking nah. of not good, at Rooster 7, since the last time the West Tigers have made the finals, the Gold Coast have made it twice. Really? Isn't I, that amazing? It, is, it, is it 10? I was listening to um, <clears throat> Madge's um, coaching report thing after. Um, and it said it'd been 10 years um, since the West Tigers have been there. I'm shocked that the Titans have been in there. I didn't actually, we were talking about, because we, we watched that game as well um, on mute. <laughs> um, but I was really chuffed that the Titans got in and I didn't think that they had, like a whole thing was like, oh my God, I didn't think they've done this before. But there you go. Yeah. Ouch. They made it, I think, in 16 or 17. Uh, whenever Jared right. Hayne came back and played with them, he, oh, okay, he helped yeah. them get to the finals. They didn't do very well in it, mm. but they made it. Mm. They've obviously mm. made it this year. So uh, pretty incredible stat. And that's coming from uh, Rooster, who's a Roosters fan. So he's, I mean, NRL Twitter was thoroughly enjoying the uh, ridiculousness that is the Tigers. At Big time. 
Yeah, at Sinni87, she said, I love watching the West Tigers play. Thank fuck this is the last time they can disappoint me this year. Uh, at oh. Daniels212084 also said, my exact feelings about this game after today, they cannot hurt me again until I fall for the hype again next year. And I cannot <laughs> wait also to be back in that boat because Daniel and Sydney, that's exactly what I do every year. In fact, I thought we would go some insane record like 20 and five where we would win heaps of games just because I saw that we looked good. We looked really, really good. Anyway, at Budunya mm. tweeted at one stage, between 12 and 23 field goals and the Tigers will win this. Definitely not out of it, in my opinion. And he is obviously <laughs> a dickhead and a great dickhead. And at Carl's Carla said, I feel like I've been watching this game for four hours and there's still 20 minutes to go. And Carl's, Carla could not have summed that up better for me. I kept, once I'd messaged mm. beautiful, most beautiful Tiger saying, you can come home, there was about 30 minutes to go. And then about an hour later, there was about 20 minutes to go. And I was, oh my God. And they'd scored twice. I was like, oh my God, when will this game end? But, uh, but weirdly, I wasn't too upset. Like, I think there's been, our, our season wasn't riding on it. We'd already lost. No, no. The Bulldogs have a great fan base and, and I like them as a team. Like, there's no massive D-bags in there. They really needed to win. They've only won two games all year. So, for them to win three, you know, there was a lot of nice tick bits to it. Um, mm-hmm. it, was, it was embarrassing. But once I got over that after about 20 minutes, then, you know, it was, it was an enjoyable enough game yeah. uh, to watch. Yeah. No, I thought that... Um, I thought that... <clears throat> Bulldogs came out strong. Like, their defence was quite good. They held their own line quite a few times. Mm. Um, again, I do think it would have been a completely different story had the West Tigers had their full cohort of, of players. Um, but I, yeah, I, I guess because the Bulldogs have had such a bad season, I didn't feel super sad either. I was like, look, and I... I <laughs> I was like, what a nice way to send out your year. Like, and even in Trent Robinson's um, press conference, <laughs> you could hear, like, he, he was actually very, like, quite sombre given this, the outcome. But you could actually hear the players in the background in the sheds, like, yahooing and, like, like which was just, like, I don't know. I felt it was really lovely. And I was like, oh, what's, what silly, what silly Sunday mad monday shit is going to come from this now that they've gone out on a win yeah um uh trent barrett you mean the coach when he was the oh, yeah, what did i yeah. said trent robinson sorry yeah, trent barrett yeah, yeah yeah the um oh, yeah. um now also can we correct me if i'm wrong but wasn't there a time mm. at which when my mad mondays would start kicking off scoochie would go and disappear for a week and join a bunch of them oh yeah well, the only that- reason he's not this year is because I'm knocked up. Yeah, Otherwise, yeah. Well, and obviously COVID. But no, he... Um, COVID. Because there's no way it's because you're knocked COVID. up. He'd be telling you, oh, this is my last chance because of the kid, blah, 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 blah. Well, no, he, the, 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 the trip usually um, that he goes on is like around the time of birth. So he oh, isn't going. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it probably won't happen now because of COVID anyway. But no, he does, he does often um, jet off to... Melbourne or Byron or wherever said location is for a, a good solid stint at say um at a week long bender. Yeah. Good on him. You, Bloody yeah. good on him. Yeah, for sure. I mean if I was invited <laughs> I'd be going. Don't get me wrong. Um, yeah, because I just remember you telling me about it last year and you were like, I haven't heard from him for three days, but I'm sure he's okay. 
And then you're just like, wow, that's... <laughs> and then he'll message you going like, I haven't slept in those three days. And, you know, I just didn't even know. No. I, I messaged you yesterday. You know, no, Scooch, you just haven't slept. It's, uh, that wasn't yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I, love, I love those things. Reminds, oh. me, of my, uh, reminds me of my childhood. Youth? Yeah, the <laughs> score. But but do you know what? I don't actually know. Was it thirty two nil? I didn't even I write it, it down. Thirty eight nil. Anyway. Oh, thirty eight nil. Um, I was going to say as well, like Bulldogs, their um twenty twenty two is it next year? Twenty twenty two, like their lineup looks exciting. Like yeah. I'm I'm excited to see what happens. I think they've they've had a friggin' rough what three years and i think some of the players they've got coming like they'll be a, they'll be one of the teams to watch next year for sure yeah because they've had people who have like prematurely <clears throat> gone into probably first grade just given circumstances um and so th- their experience of being first grade and being young paired with people like what is it like fox and uh, Pangai Junior and people like that. Well, it'll be really good. Yeah, and the guy, Go the doggies, <laughs> and the guy in headgear who plays for the Panthers. He plays really well for the Panthers. Is also going. I can't remember. Oh, but yeah, Burton. Burton? Yeah. Burton. yeah, 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 yeah. I love when players wear headgear. It makes it a lot easier to identify them. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, now, one other thing I just want to bring up because. Twitter was talking about this nonstop last night, which was summed up really well by at James Smith one zero zero one. If not Madge, then who? Who is the best coach for most of these players? Oh, sorry. He's the best coach for most of these players will ever have, but they just don't work together for him or each other. I thought that was a really interesting way of looking at it. So he, a lot of people are suggesting to get rid of Madge. Uh, he's mm. suggesting, why would you do that? And he's also pointing out that he's probably the best coach that most of these players are ever going to get. So mm. they should just be better. What, what do you, what do you, I mean, I, I feel like, and I don't know enough about football, but like I feel like the coach is always the first thing to go when when you know there's been a bad season. Why is that? And is, is he bad? Like, I... uh, why is that? It's the easiest way. So instead of trying yeah. to move a bunch of people in a team, you can mm. just move one person. Coaches, yeah. There's an admin salary cap that's very big and very different, and so it's very right. Easy. Okay. It's very easy to not get mixed up in. Whereas if you move, try and move players on, they're on particular contracts that go for particular years. Plus your salary cap, mm. you know, has a five-year trajectory where you're trying mm. to, you know, you're trying to make predictions and stuff. So to just dump people at the end of a season will have big impacts on that five-year <coughs> plan. Plus the CEO or people on the board are really hard to get rid of because they're the ones who are making the decision to get rid of themselves. Yeah. Mm. So the easiest one then is the coach. They're they're in right. front of everyone and. and mm publicly that everyone can be seen to be making you know we're trying we've changed the coach whereas you know how much of an impact it really has is i mean we've done it we've tried that strategy we've we've changed coaches mm. teams over the last 10 years and, and yeah haven't had any kind of difference so mm. i would agree with james in that madge is one of the best coaches we've had in that 10 in that 10 year period madge is one of the best ones we've had and so it can't be the coach it's got to be something else and hopefully with madge mm. there we'll find out what that is and yeah change it but I mean, as even to your point a moment ago, I don't know enough about football, and I, I've followed yeah. it my entire life, and I, I follow it very closely. But I don't mm. really know how an administration works. I don't really know what an NRL coach yeah. does. I don't really know yeah. what players do day to day, or what what Luke Brooks would need, or what Adam Dwyer he needs, mm. what other players mm. outside of our team would need to hear for them to be signless. You know, I don't mm. know any of those things. So 
All I can do, I can only control what I can control, and that is how much I want to support them, and I want to support them as much as I can. So outside of that, they'll, you know, it'll work itself out. You're no fair-weathered fan, which is the best kind of fan to be. I love that. Wow! Let's look at Wowments. Uh, the Wowment is brought to you by all of our super best friends. That's Trophy Land. That's Surplus City. That's PWA. That is smoothie-making consortiums. They're all the things that bring us to you each week. And so, Crabs, do you have a wowment for this week? Or, or more? Often you like doing two. I like doing two. Um, Tommy, Travo- Tommy Travojevich is just, oh, like, just, I know we say it all the time, but he is just so great to watch. I love watching him. I'm so excited for um, Manly to play the Storm. And he's just like, that. Why that try um, against, who do they even play on the weekend? Uh, I couldn't even remember. The Cows, yeah. I mean, they're so forgettable. Right? Manly's unforgettable, but the Cows were forgettable. Some of it, like, he just, like, I don't know, he, he went through, like, eight players or something, and then, I don't know, he was just, he's just exceptional to watch. I think he's, like, really, truly one of a kind. Mm. Um, and it's just ex- he's exciting. He's young, like, what's going to happen type thing. Um and I'm just excited for Manly. I, I, I've slightly jumped on the, the Manly bandwagon. Yeah. After, like, after trash talking at the start of the season. Yeah. I've, I'm definitely, um, have just slightly, slightly jumped on their bandwagon. You had your, a great line about, um, what did they do over the off season? Did Des get them to just, like, keep a diary of what they've been doing? <laughs> One of the funniest things That's you've ever right. said on or off the podcast. Um, <laughs> But but obviously eat, the diary eat, system I'll worked. Eat. Yeah, hey, all no, the, all, tell the West Tigers. Yeah, yeah, but all, every mm. pundit was saying that, Crabs. You weren't alone by that. Mm. Like you don't need to apologise. Yeah. Everyone was watching that form, mm. going, "God, they're terrible." Um, yeah. So, and then Tommy came back, and they were amazing. Also, I know. I think he actually needed that crazy try because he has some great statistics. But watching those games most of his games closely. He comes off the end mm. of, an, of a lot of other brilliance from someone else, which is still a lot of credit to mm. him. He's always in the mm. play. He's always ready to go. But yeah. there hasn't been some incredible Ben Barber-esque stuff that Ben Barber was doing in 16 or whatever. He went crazy, 14. But that try where he scooted, broke a tackle, kept going, broke another tackle, <laughs> got tackled, literally was tackled by two guys and standing still and they fell off him and he went, okay, I'll keep going. Never thought of offloading because he was just like, I'll probably score here eventually. Uh, and then broke another tackle and scored. That was incredible and, and <clears throat> highlighty stuff. But the insane try where at the end of that game where the, the hooter blows, then then they pick the ball up from the in goal and then run the entire way. That's Brad Parker and DCE. That's that's not it, Tom Travojevic. But, oh, not Brad Parker. The Garrick? Other one. Sorry, Ruben Garrick. Garrick. You're right. Yeah. Ruben Garrick does all of that. He should have just run the ball dead or kicked it dead, but he thinks to run it back. DCE incredibly gets back into a position that's best for him and then puts yeah. a kick in and Tommy Travojevic isn't even the first one in the inside. It just happens to bounce stupidly and falls into his hands. And he's like, he's almost annoyed. Like, oh, I've got to score again. It just falls down. Doesn't even like place it down. <laughs> Fell down, turned around, thanked everyone for running 110 metres for him so that he could run one and score one. and have another statistic where he looks like he's done an incredible job. But really, <laughs> everyone else did it. And he just happened to be there. And so, I mean, I'm definitely downplaying his his uh, involvement, but not in that try, but in, in the entire season. But mm. the, his, I think he's being unf- his statistics are showing that he's doing 
way more than I think he actually is. I think he's an incredible mm. player who, who is easily the best player of the season at the moment mm. and, and deserves all of it. But when there was some ridiculous statistic that he has had 54 try involvement, uh, sorry, try assists or, or, or tries this season in 15 games. So he's only played two-thirds of the season. He's had 54 wow. try assists or tries combined. The Bulldogs, before the last game, had 53 <laughs> the entire season. The team wow. Three, yeah, and Tom had 54. So that's wow. outrageous. Um, but some of them are when the entire team runs 110 metres, then Tom Travoy falls over the line at the end. I know, you're like, but, come on. Yeah. And look, he is, he's surrounded by outstanding players as well. Like they, they're, they're a sharp looking team in general. Yeah, and great um, to watch. <clears throat> Other than Dylan Walker, who, who's been charged with hitting his wife more than Yeah, once. he's. Piece of shit. Yeah, he can get in the bin. The rest of them, though, they're a great team to watch in. And I'm with Mm. you. I slowly also turned a corner and and am embracing Mm. their their fun, their funness. Do you have another wow man? No, my God, I only have one wow man. Yeah, great. That's fine. Shock. Mine is Matt Chechen retiring because I love the Chech. And in fact, Mm. here's a Matt Chechen quote from um, Jason NRL, which just kind of highlights how thoughtful he is or how deep a thinker he is. I love Chech. And so here's a quote for him. If you want the referee to be black and white, that's easy to officiate. We can be robots and blow 30 penalties. When we don't referee like that, the game is great and entertaining. Do we let things flow and become less accurate, but they're also at the same time be fair? That is the art of refereeing. That is what most people want. He goes on to say, the game is way more technical, he said. The difficulty is now in the contradiction between what the game wants from the referee and what it expects. On one hand, they want extreme accuracy, scrutinised by nine cameras and super slow-mo, but they also don't want the game decided by a referee unless they absolutely must. And so it's an incredible... I mean, people kind of already knew that, but it's a great way to put it, that everyone wants the game to flow and and a referee... Anytime he's blowing a penalty, people are like, oh, God, get out of the game. This guy's blowing the pee out of the whistle. But at the same time, yeah. like, how did he miss that? Why is this happening? They're always, it's a real... That's a very good point. I like yeah, that. That's a very really well, good point. Really well put. Um, so he was once on a podcast ages ago talking about how he was refereeing really well and he thought he was going really well when, and he wasn't getting the game appointments that he wanted and he started to get in his head mm. and started to get annoyed at everyone and why isn't I, why aren't I getting this and I deserve that. I'm better than he is. And then he, and then he, he got really upset with him he, got, he was just upset generally all the time and his partner was asking him, you know, what, what the hell's your problem? Mm. And he, um, you're refereeing. This is what you've been trying to do your entire life and you're refereeing. You, you're not getting the game that you wanted, but you're, you're getting the, the game. Like you're, getting, you're mm. in the game. You, you're a part of the game. And he took a, a period of time to, to really think about that and then realised that if he just shut up and, and tried to enjoy himself and, and refocused on what have I got rather than what do I want to have and don't have yet, um, that he'd be happier in general. And then... Um, from that, he was refereeing better and then ended up doing much better and being back to wow. where he wanted to be. Yeah. And I was listening there at the time, also disappointed with how my work was going, also disappointed with how refereeing was going for me and, and heard that in the exact like week that I needed to hear it and also changed mm. my perspective on things and, and was really appreciative of that he would do that. And also, he's part of the Bowman Refereeing Association and so he would often come to our grand finals, which is, you know, under nines, under 12s, under 15s, under 17s, right back. And I think, and he'd mm. just come to the box sit there for half the day, any referee that would come off the field, you know, he would, he would tell them that they thought he did a great job and blah, blah, blah. It was one try that I was, I was in a grand final that day on the touchline. They'd scored in the corner and I had run 
and just accidentally done, well, not accidentally, just through a lot of training and, and whatever, had subconsciously done the exact right thing, got into the perfect positioning, stop, waited and vocabbed it perfectly, got into the thing. And then no one else would have noticed that. And definitely no one watching the game would have seen me because mm. it was a great try in the corner. But he, I came off that field and he said, that second try in that, in that far west-hand corner, that was excellent positioning. And I was just like, hot, like I fell over in my head, like just couldn't believe that he would, one, be at that game, two, be watching us and really watching us. And then um, give me that kind of direct feedback. It was great. He's such a great bloke and, and such a nice guy. So it's a What an shame. incredible person to, to put that much effort into something that you don't, you don't have to put in yeah. like that shows actual true dedication and and quite like passion as well yeah no I and agree. that's obviously stuck with you which is yeah. so lovely like you know he's probably listening i imagine every you know everyone is um so you know he's really he's really um had a lasting uh yeah and I'm a 30-year-old dude, you. you know what I mean, whose career's already <laughs> going and has a family. So imagine, you know, the 15, 17, 18, 20-year-olds that were there that day who are thinking about a career in it, you know, that would have had an even bigger... If he's having an impact on me who who's, does rugby league as a peripheral, I love to pretend mm. it's peripheral, The mm. um, you know, for someone who's in the middle of their budding career, that would have been huge and, and incredible thing. Mm. He can be in the Hall of Fame. There is an NRL Referee Hall of Fame. Individuals oh, that's who have, cool. Individuals that have officiated in the elite premiership rugby league competition in Australia display fairness, integrity, and consistency through their career as a match official would be valid. I think he ticks all of those things. And so you're also, Krabs, just going to have to listen to me rattle off every tweet that I read and loved about him uh, that people were saying after he retired. At Disco McLennan, he said, Matt Cheshire is a quality referee, in my opinion, the best going around. Never a favourite with the NRL hierarchy, so didn't get the opportunities he deserved. Will be missed when he retires after this season. At J underscore Corey one, great career from Matt Tetchen, the best ref we had, the best communicator we had, and the players respected him for that. Treated poorly for years. Enjoy retirement, Matt, and thank you. At Gorski O'Pork, farewell to easily the best referee in rugby league. Matt Tetchen has been an ornament to the game. He will be missed. At D Watson, in media and commentary, or if media and commentators can be introduced into the NRL Hall of Fame, surely referees can too. Matt Chechen is surely deserving of such an honour, respected and admired by his peers, players and fans alike. I hope Chech is not losing... Oh, sorry, I hope Chech is not lost to the game. At Shaggy 044329... No, Shaggy 84329. Sad Matt Chechen is retiring best ref in the game. At Beaver Oz... At NRL, congrats to Matt Chechen on the great career. Still the best referee in the game. Should be refereeing the grand final. At Warra Steelers, on your Matt Chechen, I reckon easily the best ref over the last 10 years and consistently ripped off for grand finals and origins. Had respect of players and game flowed. Love him as a ref and since. And nice to see what it meant for him with a few tears there. At the underscore fifth underscore kid, I'm sorry to hear of Matt Chechen's retirement. He was He has done a great job over the years. I wish him well with whatever he has planned for the future. And finally, at D, at Adween6664, I have been very critical of plenty of the dead set, hopeless and ego-filled referees in the NRL, but Matt Chechen was a great ref and an even more respectful person to players and the game. Well done to you, Matt, on a wonderful career. <sighs> wow. Uh, yeah. Big words. I, yeah. I just, 
obviously referees get extremely smashed and maligned and everybody hates them every other day. And so it was great to spend the afternoon where everyone was talking about how great a referee was. So I quickly wanted to grab that and immortalize that into this extremely important podcast. Absolutely. Uh, for everyone I love always. that. Uh, great. Let's go to tipping. And all your supporters turning up. Thank you very much. Yeah, bruh. Hi, I'm Ali. And I'm Lulu. And welcome to Lulu and Ali's Tipping. And we're getting closer and closer to the finals. Let's see what we... What, who's, and what, and who is versing. Okay. First off, we have Melvins and Manly. Who do you think you were going to win? Melbourne. Uh, yeah, Melbourne, for sure. Sydney and Gold Coast. Well, this is actually kind of hard. I, I, Roosters have been good. Yeah. Titans have been good. Yeah. But I think Roosters, I think in Roosters, my opinion. Yeah, I think Roosters. Para and Newtown. Knights. Para. What about you? Newtown. Newtown? Yeah. Yeah, nights, yeah. Huh. Weird. <laughs> okay. Penrith and Souths. Uh, Penrith. Penrith? Yeah. Yeah. Souths are pretty good, though, because they have Benji yeah. Marshall. It's like all the good teams just versing. Really. I know. Well, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, I guess that's it. It's a short, shorter than usual, but still the same. Tips. Yeah. But thanks for having us. I'm Ali. And I'm Lulu. And thank you for listening to Lulu, Lulu and Ali's Tipping. Bye. Plants it in the Rugby League Garden of Eden. Nephews just did that. Bad luck of the week. We're getting into some challenging... Bad locks. And I've also realised that if you continue like this, the grand final is just going to have to be you picking the underdog because there's no one else that you could do on that bad lock of the week. But that's we'll, we'll <laughs> cross that grand final when we come to it. <laughs> Who do you like as your bad lock this week? Uh, Manly. Yeah, good shout. Against the Storm. Um, I'm really – I mean, especially like I, I – the um, – the it does the app that we use for tipping hasn't seemed to release the next round, but oh, really? um, I well on mine it hasn't. Okay. It just says um, round oh, you know twenty six tipping will be available yeah. closer to finals. So if you go um, to draw, if, sorry, if you go to the NRL app, I'm not sure if you have that on your thing. And go to draw, I do, yeah. it has the finals week one already in it. That's, oh, sorry, I just realised that's what I'm looking at. But you're right. Um, the sorry, are the yeah. They're paying two dollars ninety, and the store are paying dollar forty two. So that's mm. a great shout. That's very close. And possible, and I like I I don't know. I think that Fox and and Munster are a little bit undecided as well, which which makes me think um, Manly are you know looking even more of the goods. Yeah. Um, and this is a bit of a wild one, but I feel like the Titans Ooh. have. I feel like they have being this huge like thousand piece jigsaw that has slowly been coming together. And I know the Warriors are a very hit and miss, but I think that a lot of the things that they've been trying to do all season looked like they started to come together. Like I feel like they were always just a play short. Like they just needed like seven plays like you know like in order to get what they needed to do in a lot of other (laughs) games and I think they kind of they came off yesterday 
And I just, I mean, I know, like, I, the thing is that, like, the Roosters have been there a million times before. So I think that, you know, that, like, almost muscle memory of, of winning in finals is there for the Roosters. But I don't know. I just, that's my wild one. I yeah. think that the Sea Eagles is actually a decent, like, a decent um, bet. Whereas the Titans, I'm yeah, not feeling yeah. them. Yeah, I like this. So if you were in a tipping competition where you needed a, to jag one because you know that, say, your mate's just going to tip the favourites, the Eels is a good one to throw your tip on. But if you were going to put $10 on a game, you'd, you'd be thinking Titans because you're going to get paid a lot off that one. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. one that I liked is the Knights and Eels because you and I both know the Eels are cooked probably. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The Knights have a similar – I mean, they lost on the weekend, but they're on a similar kind of energy trajectory moving. So mm-hmm. – I understand why the Eels are favourites and they should be favourites, but the Knights could just yeah. be a dirty win out of that one. Yeah. I don't know why the Eels rested their players. I know this is a side note. That was the dumbest move in the entire world. It's like you're playing to win. You beat the Storm the week before. If you had have come off and, and beat Penrith, that would have that would have thrown Penrith off completely. Why, why did they rest their players? That was dumb. Anyway. The, only, the only idea I could come down with was um, they haven't done that in seasons past. So every time they've made the, the finals recently, they've either been out in straight sets or they've looked really bad. Mm. And, gone mm. and, and so maybe Brad Arthur was like, well, every other time we've done this, so this year we're just going to do something very different and just fuck the last one and see if that, that helps. I don't know if it will, yeah. but maybe that's maybe. Whatever lemonade sandwiches, good luck. <laughs> I'm feeling all right because I'm not going to get bruised. What do you mean, how am I feeling? Enjoy as well for another week. Get around good people on the socials like Hoda94 who said, me thinking about all the points Hazem Al-Mazri would have scored um, for his on his name if he had lived in the set restart age. We'll talk to you next time, <laughs> sports best friends. Bye. We wouldn't have got that win without your support. We heard you cheering the whole 60 minutes and we bloody love yous. Beautiful voice.